Feels good, fellas. Feels good. We are back. Kevin got the red memo. I'm proud. Yep. All yep. right. Feels good to sit down with the boys, talk a little sports. What a what a better night. Can't even think about it. We're back. We are back. Officially back for the podcast, at least, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends of all ages. We're back here for QWI. Uh, my name is Austin Specht. I'm going to be kind of leading the charge here, and I'll uh, pass it off to our fearless leader, uh, Noah, over there. Hi, I'm Noah Druin. Brett, why don't you say a little something? <laughs> Fuck you, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome. Glad to be here. Yeah, Brett, what's going on, guys? Excited to be here. We love you. That's all the important members, so we're going to move on here. You can find <laughs> Kevin. Kevin, t tell the people about yourself. Yeah, this newcomer. Who's replacing Biggie Jin? She has the audacity. No I one. have the audacity. No one Me. replaces Biggie Jin. <laughs> Big, I'm, well, I am Biggie Kev, all right? And that is what How I'm How dare to. you stand where he stood? <laughs> <laughs> you wish you were as good as Biggie Jin. <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh th you're stuck with us for tonight and uh you know you can find us in a, a couple different places obviously we have it we have a discord uh we got 4qwi.com we got the twitter 4qwi we got our own little website where you can find all our blogs our start sits our uh, any any bullshit that we want to talk about you can find on 4qwi.com we do games we do sports uh, we stick to the majority football, basketball, and stuff, but we we kind of like to dabble and in, and in, uh, in whatnot. And um, soon, hopefully, so I've been told, you can get this bad boy on uh, almost any podcasting site you can find: Apple, yep. Spotify. Uh, you can get it. So hopefully that'll be uh, hopefully that'll be tomorrow. And um, yeah, we we're back, boys. We're back. It's gonna be good to talk about some sports and not on Facebook Messenger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't we just dive right in, fellas? Last night was a game. All right. It was as exciting <laughs> as described as you would think. Steelers and Titans with the Steelers taking it home in a fourth quarter comeback. What were, what were you fellas watch? Did everybody watch? I was catching bits and pieces while... B bits and pieces myself. ...in Rocket League. Yeah. Undedicated, undedicated. Okay, that's what I'm like to hear. Brett, you, did you watch Brett? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. My sorry ass sat through all 40 <laughs> minutes, and, and my coworkers just watched the highlight on YouTube the next day. Um, I mean, it was a game. It, but I think maybe I could be wrong. I speak for all of us when I say it's kind of what I expected. I didn't expect a 34 to 30 game. I kind of, I kind of expected two touchdowns, a couple field goals, live and die by Nick Folk. I mean, that's kind of what I imagined. Yeah. Well, I mean, after the performance Will Levis put on last week, I, I was hoping my boy Derek Henry, running back number two on my fantasy team, uh, would have been able to get some points. But uh, jack shit, pretty. Much. I mean, he, he did all right, but. Well, Levis, you gotta you gotta pick up the pace over here. Yeah, what the Dude, hell? Henry had a decent game. First of all, let's a, just he, all right. He didn't have a seventy-five yards, a touchdown, three receptions for twenty-seven yards, according to the box score. That's serviceable. That's RB two I mean, numbers. In in my opinion, 
I think the Titans are ruining Derrick Henry this year. That's what I think. I think they could be using him way more, and they're not. That was an interesting base well, fact. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, go go off, Kev. I mean, why? Like, what do you you so you just think they're, 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 uh, under underutilizing Derrick Henry? Yeah, I oh, mean, which is true. It's true. Yeah, he's been the cornerstone of their offense for like what, like six years now, and Damn. now they're just like he, every game I'll check back. He's got like fifty yards and maybe a, maybe a tutty, and that's about it. He made Ryan Tannehill look respectable for a couple years. Exactly. And now Ryan Tannehill is on the bench because they're not using Derrick Henry the way they should be. Well, like it's a long season, and in the past couple of years Henry hasn't been available late in the season to where like they need him for that playoff push. So they're trying, I think, to just limit him in the beginning stages because they're gonna need to lean on him more later. That is that is true, but they're gonna Mike, need to Mike start Vrabel. Using now. <laughs> Mike Vrabel doesn't give a shit about your fantasy team. I promised. <laughs> he, uh, Derek Henry, yeah, like Noah said, Derek Henry did okay. But my biggest takeaway is, and I, I kind of said this in the chat after the game was over, is Will Levis might not be some dog who's ready to put the Titans on his back and drag them to a playoff, but. I think we can all agree. I'm, I'm kind of wrapping in last game as well with this game because, you know, the small sample size. That kid's got balls, absolute balls. I mean, it, most, most rookie QBs having, you know, Hayward and TJ Watt and Highsmith running at you would shit themselves. That man stood in there and delivered some solid passes, and he almost pulled it off in the end. He did get picked off right outside of the end zone, but he had a couple passes, especially at the end of the game where he stood in the pocket, he waited and he threw some darts and he gave DeAndre Hopkins those 50-50 balls that Ryan Tannehill just didn't ever give him. And I didn't realize how dramatic it was because I know you hear it in the media like Ryan Tannehill don't, is afraid of the deep ball. Ryan Tannehill, when he played, has like 1,100 yards, a little more. Will Levis already has 500 and he's yeah. played two games. So I, th and I think now that Will Levis is playing, I think that might open it up for Derrick Henry more because now a team actually has to play downfield when, when Ryan Tannehill was in, they did not again, not a dog, but I think Will Levis has something, something that I think that they should just keep Ryan Tannehill on the bench. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was looking over at the end of the game and I saw there's one pass that stood out where, I f it was it was a good pass. It was a good play by the defense. But I feel like if Will Levis, if he wants to be able to keep that starting position, this is a throw he's got to make. Where I think they were maybe around the thirty yard line at this point. Uh, yeah. And he the one he put it he put a dart down the middle of the field, and the guy was wide open in the end zone. But if he just put a little more air on it, then the cornerback can't come over. I forget if it was a safety or cornerback, but someone came over. Got in front, almost picked it, but they didn't. You get that, yeah. you know, a yard higher in the air so that it can still drop down for your man in the end zone. That's a touchdown, and you're going home with the win. That was still a good throw, too, despite, you know, it throw. almost getting picked. Like, that that was a solid yeah. throw. By the way, and also, I, I only caught the last, like, five or six, like, in-game minutes. His throwing motion is so fucking weird. Like, it's like a little, like... 
Like it, yeah. it's a flick of the wrist. It's the weirdest thing, but it goes so far and so fast. I don't understand. I don't know if there's another quarterback that throws like that right now. It was bizarre, in a good way. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, no, it, it's it's weird, but it works for him. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess once you get used to a certain throwing motion, it's hard to kind of switch it up. I mean, look at Tebow, like. You know, he was forced out of the league because he refused or couldn't get out of that habit of throwing, like, back shoulder and not, like, you know, planting his feet and actually setting his feet before he threw the ball. It just, he had the weirdest motion ever. Yeah, he had a couple flubs last night that I couldn't tell if it was just from how he was throwing the ball or if it got tipped at the line. I had, I had no idea. He He looks like an awkward man when he throwing the ball. The one at the end of the game that resulted in the flag, like, seconds later, I think that one did get tipped because that one was really bad. Yeah. Um, he also had another – again, he is a rookie, so, like, understandable stuff. There was that one play, too, where he stepped up in the pocket and didn't set his feet, and they, he was wide open, like, right outside of the end zone, and he just, like, flicked it up there, and the guy – I forget who it was. and I don't think it was Westbrook – um, he was like backpedaling and he like couldn't get the ball. And it's like, if he made that throw, that's a touchdown. There was literally nobody behind him. Um, so, I mean, there's some things obviously that still a rookie still hasn't played a lot of NFL ball, but I think at times he looked better than Kenny Pickett did. And I, I hate Kenny. I first off, I think Kenny Pickett's a bum certified lock it up Garbo. I mean, I think he sucks. And Matt Canada also sucks, but I do think that, they don't have Matt Canada. I don't think they do that much better with Kenny Pickett still. Kenny Pickett is averaging 180 yards a game. You could say that's Matt Canada, but 180 yards a game is bad. Really bad. Well, you got to think that uh, with Deontay Johnson back, that'll ramp up a little bit, right? Like, But then again, he only had 160 yards last night, so I don't know. And somehow they're 5-3. and three. That's like right now, right in the playoff race, right, right in there. They're they're five and three. I'm pretty sure purely based off that defense. That's pretty much the only thing keeping this team alive at some point. Yeah, that, that that's a scary pass rush. T.J. Watt is terrifying to watch. Like every single snap, he's so like he's so methodical about it. Like he'll snap and he'll stand there for like a second and he'll like analyze where his opening is. He's he's very impressive to watch. That's why I will watch a Steelers game to to see what he does. And not like he's the only star on that defense, but obviously he's the he's the kingpin there. So yeah, I think Levis was very like aware that he was gonna have to throw the ball like fast, and he was good. I think in like recognizing like the you know the defense coming at him and like throwing it away when he needed to. Or, you know, there were a couple of plays where, like, you know, there was, you know, pressure, like, he had no time at all. And he made a couple of good throws, like, a couple of good checkdowns to Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. And, you know, picked up, like, you know, five, ten yards. Um, I thought he limited the amount of negative plays. Um, had Tannehill been in there? I mean, Tannehill easily could have been sacked six, seven times. But I think Levis only got sacked once or twice. It was four times. But four still, 
Yeah. But I will say only only like one or two of them was his fault. There was right, one or that, two yeah. where he stood there and he just stood there and stood there and stood there. And poor DeAndre Hopkins was being locked up by a rookie and 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 like locked up. I mean, there were a couple of those 50-50 balls that were questionable, but they did that last week and they scored a touchdown on one of those 50-50 balls. But when DeAndre Hopkins is being locked up by a rookie, I can name, you know, Heinz Aquinez, their other receiver. And then there was one other guy who got hurt. I don't remember his name. But when I think of what Kenny Pickett has and how he has Deontay Johnson um, and Pickens, and then they have that monster from Georgia, that tight end that they don't use, Washington, and Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. Most quarterbacks would kill to have something like that. And the fact that he can only muster up piss poor amounts of yards six touchdowns four picks and i know deontay johnson just came back like two three weeks ago but i don't know there were times where levis looked better than kenny pickett and so i think when people are blaming matt canada and i think he should be fired i think he's just terrible just the worst but i don't i don't know if kenny pickett would be doing that much better if matt canada wasn't there and i'm gonna stand by that i i just think Mac Jones averages more yards a game throwing to Joe Larry and Steve, whoever the fuck yeah. he gets to throw to next week. Kenny Pickett has two, uh, one of the better wide receiver duos. I don't want to say one of the best, but you know, it, Deontay Johnson and George Pickens are upper half of the league. I would say for sure. Yeah. I was just, I was just about to say that where I was looking it up. Cause I was curious as you know, we've, We've seen those absolutely horrible bombshell games that Mac Jones and the Patriots have had, but like they're still averaging more yards passing than than the Steelers, and that's I if if we're not dead last in passing in the league, that I just feel like that's pathetic. Like, how do you how does a team do worse than than what we're doing right now? Exactly. Yeah. Beats so... me. That's uh, that was my first thought too. Is I was like, I need. I was like, Kenny Pickett sucks. I need to see how Mac Jones is doing because that's like, that's like my bar. And it's sad to say that as a Patriots fan, but it is. And um, I don't know who else. I I said to sit Najee and Jalen Warren, and Warren of course had a touchdown, or yeah, Najee had a touchdown, and Warren almost had a touchdown. Yeah, Naturally, let's uh. Go ahead. Because I, because I said to sit them, they decided to play football. Najee's yeah. been on my bench for how long? And <clears throat> he's done jack shit. And then yesterday he gets like 65 yards and a touchdown. And in our league, he got like 19 and a half or something like that. So in most leagues, that's probably like 15. It's a good game. Yeah, so, like yeah, uh, Jalen like, Warren averages 8.0 yards per carry yesterday. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> Oh yeah. If if I said to start them, they would have both died. They would have got mugged before the game and they would have never played. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> let's uh let's discuss some of the other picks that uh yeah, we suggested to start yesterday. I'll take credit. I said to start Deontay Johnson. And yeah, he, uh, he had a pretty marvelous game. Uh let's see what is his uh box score was 7 for 90 in a touchdown including a 32-yard reception. Amazing. I also said to start D Hop. D Hop got targeted eleven times. I want to point that out, but he only ended with a four for sixty line. I mean, replicating like a four catch three touchdown week from last week was not going to happen. But it, yeah, it seemed like Will Levis kind of unlocked Hopkins, but maybe not. Still a decent game overall. 
And then uh, the other person that was suggested to start by Jay was Mr. Nick Folk, but he's kind of like, uh, he's kind of amazing this season. If only the Patriots had a kicker like him, I'll point that out real quick. That would be pretty, yeah. pretty cool if we had a kicker like Nick Folk. Uh, Nick Folk ends the game with, uh, with uh, let's see here, three for three, including a 48-yarder. Still perfect on the season. Completely perfect for extra points and field goals. We need someone like that on the Patriots. So start sets went pretty okay with who we suggested. Spect kind of took the L there. But it's kind of uncanny it, at this point. Like, it's like my sixth week in a row just sucking it up. And I don't get it. I don't know what I, I don't know who I need. I'm just gonna go like with the basics. Like I'm just gonna go sit like sit yeah sit the sit the Steelers third running back off the bench. You need, like you need uh, an easy dub. Yeah, start Patrick Mahomes. Okay, you, you got it. Start uh, start Josh Allen. I just need to go with the easies. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, I mean, not a bad game. I mean, it wasn't a great game, but I think it's gonna be better than you see next week's Thursday game. No, I didn't. What is it? Panthers Bears, baby. Oh, oh shit. Can they flex that? That's what we're looking for. Can they flex that? It's going to be three to nothing because right. no one wants to score. I will I will say this is a deep callback. I got I to gotta bring this back, but it was maybe like three or four years ago. I was so mad that the – I think it was the at that point the Miami Dolphins and – the Cincinnati Bengals in like week 12 were both 0 and 12 and in week 16 they were playing each other and I wanted them to get there and both be 0 and 16 but they both got a dub beforehand and it was just it it pissed me off so now anytime I see two bottom of the barrel teams going I just all I can think of is tank bowl we're going for picks that's all we're fighting for why wouldn't you why wouldn't you what what do the bears have to live for I mean, like, Especially I mean, actually, the Bears, they could get the one and the two. We're not, we're, we're, well, yeah, because the Panthers, it's like, don't you want to win? Like, don't you want to pull those, that pick away, like, get it down into the teens or something? Yeah. But, like, I mean, I, well, not actually, that we have, that, that, no, that raises a good question. They have, the Bears have both picks, right? So, do they want to win or do they want to lose? How do they preserve those picks at number, at one and oh, two? Oh, good, good point. <laughs> good point. Um, but yeah, that game's gonna be rough. I don't think we're gonna have much. I mean, who knows? Maybe two bad teams. Maybe the badness like levels out and they just go off against each other because they're both just bad. Well, hopefully, Field back because if right, Badgent versus Bryce Young, that's a little like that's a lot you know worse than what Justin Fields could give you. They gotta roll Andy Dalton out there. They gotta. Give me a game. Where's where's the red rifle? Yeah, who's been who's been shot down faster, Trey Lance or fucking Bryce Young? I think it seems like both of them within four games. God, where is fan bases were just done with them. He's Trey Lance is on a roster, right? Where is he he's right a, now? He's a cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, cowboy. that's where he ended up. Yeah. Yeah, that's not the greatest emergency glass for the Cowboys when Dak inevitably misses like three games again. Not at all. Well, I think they still have Cooper Rush too. And they do. Oh God! Yeah, oh, great. He's like their cube. He was good. He was good. He held. He held that I... season together when he played like five games in a row. All right. Well, let me let me football reference this as we continue because I don't remember that. 
Oh, yeah, oh gladly. Started... I remember. Yeah, they he started like five games, and I'm pretty sure they won all of them. Fair enough. Fair enough. Four and one last year. I will retract that. Five and three. Uh, sorry, five touchdowns, three interceptions, 1,051 yards. Decent, actually. I stand corrected. Yeah, he wasn't Joe Montana, but I mean, he, yeah, I he, remember was, he was good. People wow, were that's... debating if they actually wanted to put Dak back in. Maybe yeah, I just yeah, that was, yeah. maybe I just hate the Cowboys so much that I just, like, you know, in in one year or out the other. But before Respect. we move, before we talk about the Thursday game between those two teams, I need to ask just as someone who does not follow college football, is is Caleb Williams worth the hype right now to my CFB enjoyers? Like, what is your actual opinions on him? Go off, Brett. Go off. <laughs> Personally, think he is talented. I don't think he's as talented as everyone is projecting to be. Um, and I think he has a very big ego and, you know, the stuff that he's saying on social media, like, you know, I want part ownership of whatever team I get drafted by. And, uh, you know, if I don't like the team that gets the number one pick, like I'll stay at school for another year. Like, you know, he's trying to play this sort of, you know, I have all the leverage, but you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, if you want to get paid and you want to play, like, you know, you're going to have to play by the rules, you know, that's the way I see it. You go to who picks you. That's just life. And that's just how it goes. And I, I don't know, because like they, they said this, someone said this on um, ESPN, it was college game day. And they were talking about how it's possible that this year, they have the possible greatest NBA draft prospect and someone called Caleb Williams, like the greatest quarterback prospect of all time coming out of college. And that is just outrageously nuts. Because like there was a difference. They, they, because there was Andrew Luck coming out of college and Andrew Luck obviously was very good in the NFL. Then Trevor Lawrence came along, and he was like the next like highly touted quarterback prospect coming out of college, like the big, big, huge, like like franchise changing kind of quarterback. Right. The only the only difference is Trevor Lawrence when he was in college owned the ACC, and he was playing in national championships. Caleb Williams can't even beat Utah. He, I mean, he, he's Owen. Yeah. He's Owen three against Utah in these last two years. They've what are they four losses now this season? If I'm the best quarterback in college football, and USC is no schlub. I mean, it's not like he's playing at you know Western Alabama Tech of institution. I mean, he's playing at a big school, and it's not like you know he's willing this team to win. There's so many quarterbacks in this draft that I think there's a pretty high chance you pick any of them and you'll be fine, but. To just say that, like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to, like, change the league, change every, like, no, he's not, he's good, don't get me wrong, but he ain't, he ain't all that. There was, they did, like, this crazy thing on some podcast, they, like, listed, like, all the different quarterbacks in the league, who would you rather have, Caleb Williams or so-and-so, and it was on, like, some big podcast, some ESPN, like, co-host or something, it was, like, his podcast, and they were like Jalen Hurts or Caleb Williams, and they all picked Caleb Williams, and I just think that's fucking nuts. I just think that's, that's crazy. So, so no, I, yeah, I, little... I think he'll go number one overall. I think he 
he is still the best quarterback out of the group, but I don't think that it's like, holy shit, like this guy's going to bring the Bears to the fucking Super Bowl, baby, him and Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, no, he's good, but he's not that good. Yeah, see, I when I think of it and you, you think of the best QB prospect coming out of college, my first thought was immediately Peyton Manning. I feel yeah. like he was touted as like the LeBron James before LeBron James, you know, everyone wanted him. And he was seen as a savior of a franchise. And, I mean, he did a pretty fucking good job, I would say. Um, but I also have some recent trauma with Pac-12 picks. I'm sure you all know who I'm talking about. But I just, like, I don't watch enough college football, but everything that I've heard and everything that I've seen has proven the fact that the Pac-12 just looks like they have a bunch of midgets running around at quarter- cornerback, and that's why everyone's thrown for 500 yards and you've got Nikhil Harry looking like Randy Moss out there too soon. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I think it's a, like, you know, you guys all raise good points. I think, um, really what it comes down to is this is a very good quarterback class compared to recent years. Like, um, you know, there's plenty of good guys coming out this year. So I think it's not necessary for any team to have to tank for Caleb Williams type. Whereas like, you know, a few years ago, like Trevor Lawrence was like, you know, top of the class and there was a huge drop off after that. You know, you could get a JJ McCarthy, uh, Michael Penix, Bo Nix, whatever, like in the second or third round. And in most other years, those guys would be first round picks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some of those guys might go undrafted. There's that many of them. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, it's not, I think Penix is a dog dog. I don't know if you saw that video of him against Oregon and he was like sitting on the sidelines and he was like rapping and he was like busting out bars and he did a freestyle about how he's going to go out in the field and win a game and beat Oregon in a comeback. And then he went out and beat Oregon in a comeback and it was he's a dog he's a dog like i think that kid's gonna be really good but yeah i don't know i just he's again he's good but i don't think he's as good as like they say i don't think he's that holy shit amazing i think he's being way too cocky too he's seeing what (laughs) the nba's got with Wembenyama, and he's like i want to be that but he's not that you know what you were saying earlier about the whole he he wants to dictate where he's going like he's kobe or something like you like I I just don't get that. If you want to be the number one pick, you're gonna go to a shitty team. That's how the draft works. Like how how are you gonna avoid that? You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, like <clears throat> hopefully the team that drafts him with the number one pick is able to surround him with an offensive line and you know a number one receiving option even if the other pieces don't come until later, like those are just basic things that you need to surround a quarterback with, you know, at the end of the day, like longevity is, you know, more important than, you know, nobody's expecting a rookie quarterback to go and win a Super Bowl in his rookie year, you know? Yeah. I I agree. If they can pull off the Caleb Williams one, Marvin Harrison Jr. two, and then he gets put into a DJ Moore, Khalil Herbert, Marvin. That that's a pretty good offense. 
And I mean, Marvin Harrison averages like 10 catches in a hundred yards, like a half. I mean, he, he's nuts. I mean, he's just a, an absolute dog. So he'll do good anywhere. But I mean, pair him with Caleb Williams. I think that'll just be really good. But uh, I agree with uh, with Doctor Sasquatch. I mean, all that talk before you've even played a damn second in the league is is just a bad look. I mean, he's he's. I think I think uh, I think someone like a, a T.J. Watt or you know some good defender you know like that is just gonna hear that and be like, I cannot wait to put this kid on his ass. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm I'm sure we didn't expect to dig that deep into the Caleb Williams rabbit hole, but uh, but yeah, that's that's how I feel about it. Appreciate the insight. Amazing. All right. So enough What's about next? enough about college. Even though I love college football, college football is good, but it's uh, it's week eight. So what, what do we what do we want to talk about first? Did we want to do awards first, or did we want to talk playoffs first? Let's get playoffs. Let's get some general playoffs. General general right. team play. So before we dig into what we think is going to happen, why don't we just rattle off the standings right quick? If someone has them in front of them, perfect. I do not. I have to dig them up. What do you want? Division leaders all the way across? Yeah, yeah. Just give me give me the 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 four division the eight division leaders, I guess. All Sounds right. good. AFC, we got the Dolphins in the east. We got the Chiefs in the west. We got the Ravens in the north, not by much. And then we got the Jags in the south by a lot. Uh, we got in the Dogs. NFC, our East is the Eagles by a, a game or two. They got weird buys. Uh, in the West, we got the Seahawks, almost pretty much tied up, depending on the buy. Uh, the North is the Lions, got a couple games. And then the South, which is probably the closest and most pathetic, is the Falcons at four uh, at 500. <laughs> but the Saints are tied at 500, so that could go either way. Congrats, Brett. Yeah, they're hanging in there. They're hanging in, (laughs) pathetically, but they're hanging in. That's all they need to do. All right, so why don't we just go? We'll just go around the room, share with the class. Give me the the seven playoff teams. Uh, I did them in order, so I I would just go from one to seven or seven to one for all I care. Uh, No, why don't you go first? Okay. Uh, Do you want me to do AFC and we go around, or AFC? I'm assuming we'll do one conference. Okay. AFC hash it out, NFC hash it out. Okay, what's spicier to do one last for the big reveal or seven? What should we do? I feel like one is the obvious one. I feel like seven is the one. It's like who's who could be seven. All right, all right, uh, all right. So I have, and this is this is these are probably not earth shattering. I have the Dolphins. No, Chiefs at number one, number one seed. Dolphins at number two, Ravens at number three, Jaguars at number four. And then uh, we have the Bills at the five, Bengals at the six, and Steelers at the seven. I do think they'll sneak in right at the end there. See that? Yeah. Brett? Um, so I have the Dolphins at one, the Chiefs at two, uh, Ravens at three, uh, Jags four, Bengals five, Bills six, and then Steelers seven. I think I have the most. I, I think I have the most different list, so I'm gonna go. Look okay. Why don't you go first? All right, all right. I didn't even write one down, so we're free balling here. But I think, looking at it, I have more faith. I think one and two. That has to be a lock, right? It's either like Dolphins and Chiefs are just duking it out at this point, and 
Oh, don't, don't even start inspect. I, I think the Chiefs, <laughs> the Chiefs look a little weak this year compared to usual. I mean, I think they're going to come in at two, but still going to steamroll in playoffs because they're the Chiefs. So I'm putting Dolphins at one, Chiefs at two. Maybe Ooh. I kind of want to say Jags get three, and I feel like something's going to happen in the north. They're going to start beating up on each other. Ravens are going to falter a couple games. So we'll put Ravens at four. Ah, man. <laughs> Dog, my list is so <laughs> wild. <laughs> I have – I have – man, I, I really don't have faith in the Bills this year. I almost want to say – I almost want to say the Bengals go off on a tear, and they take the five, then Bills and Steelers. Attaboy, Kevin. Attaboy. Yeah. <clears throat> um. All right. So I I I have the Chiefs one because they have yet to have their bye week, and I think after the bye week, I think they'll be perfectly fine. But they have looked a little odd this year. If you lose to Denver, you know, like they'd be seven and one, and their seven and one game was a layup. Continue, please. I just wanted to. So I, I looked at I looked at the schedules, and I have oh, an God. opinion on I have an opinion on the Dolphins, and you, we'll get to it when I say their names. I have the Jaguars at two. Ooh. I have the Ravens at three, and then I have the Dolphins. And the reason I have the Dolphins so low, is because who. Uh, the, they, so they lost to the Eagles, obviously. But, like, if you look at all their games, everybody that was supposed to be a tough game or a game that, you know, might be a 50-50, two, two big teams, they lose. They've lost. They've only had two of them, and they've lost them. And they got smoked by the Bills. Smoked. I mean, ran out the building by the Bills. And the Bills have been super hurt, inconsistent. And then you look at their schedule, and the Dolphins got to play the Chiefs. I think that I think they're going to lose that game. Uh, and then they got to play the Cowboys, Ravens, and Bills to wrap up the year. That's not, that's not easy. The Jaguars, on the other hand, a little easier schedule. They got like the Titans twice. They have the Bucks, the Panthers, the Texans. I mean, they can win all those games. So, especially if the Dolphins lose to the Chiefs, I think that just, I'm not going to say proves, but solidifies that they just beat up on teams that they're supposed to beat up on. And, I got the Bengals at five. I just think the Bengals are back, and I think they're going to remind everyone of that, who they are. Uh, I got Bills six, and um, honestly, Ooh. this one could have gone either. I, I, I did the Browns. I think it's hard to not make the playoffs with that defense. That's and, fair. I, I I respect that pick. I do. But but I could see the Steelers. I could see uh, I could see pretty much anybody, but like the obvious ones. So like I could I could see the Steelers. I could see the Steelers, and yeah, that's about it. But um, but yeah, I, I just I have a lower opinion of the Dolphins than than most. No, that's that's valid. I've seen that that stat too that everyone they beat is like their records are horrible just absolutely atrocious and and that uh, game against the eagles it's not like it was you know yeah. if it was 34 33 that'd be different but they lost by like two touchdowns so yeah. i i wish it was a little closer and that's the only reason if they go out and like smoke the chiefs well then maybe i'm wrong but i i think they're gonna lose to the chiefs i i, I personally yeah bad news 
they play the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Good news, two of the three games at the end of the season. Right? No, they're playing in Germany. Yeah. It, Germany. It, it, the Chiefs are the home team. Yeah. So I guess that's neutral ground. That's a little bit of a dub for them. Would have been better at home, but I I think it's gonna be a great game. Yeah. It's I'm excited. What a what a way to start Sunday football right in the morning, bright and early in Germany. I'm excited. It's it's gonna be a shootout in theory. Um and for what it's worth, I have the Jags beating the Browns, the Ravens beating the Bills, the Bengals beating the I have the Bengals upsetting the Dolphins. That's another big thing I have in the playoffs. I I I I think once they get to the playoffs, I think Joe Burrow is going to take over, uh, and ultimately it wraps up to I think the Chiefs are going to be back in the playoffs. I think once they hit the playoffs, it's just going to be autopilot, and I think they're just going to be the Chiefs like they always are. And I think they're going to have a Chiefs Super Bowl again. Um, they're not going to win. I don't think they're going to win, but that's that's what I think is going to happen in the AFC. I I disagree with you, Spect. I do because all right, you know. If I had Tyree Kill on my fantasy team, I might be singing a different tune. You know, I, I respect it. <laughs> I'm not. No, it's true. I, I, I think I think the Dolphins I have a chance. They do. So go off, Brett. Tell me. Tell me. Here's my thought process. So, you know, they just got Jalen Ramsey back. They did. Um, Devon Achan is going to be back in a couple weeks. Um, You know, <clears throat> As far as the Chiefs go, you know, they just won last year. And I think with all the Taylor Swift and Travis. Oh, oh God. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, don't go off. Huge distraction. Come play yeah, yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, that, that's what I knew you were going to say. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. And I see the Dolphins as a new, like, up and coming team. Like, you know, this is Mike McDaniel's, like, kind of like showcase you know to show that he belongs with the bills and the chiefs and you know he hasn't like when's the last time the dolphins have made the conference title game it's been a while dude it's probably the 70s at this point right it's probably it's been a long time yeah and i'm who's looking it up i will continue right right now I have Dolphins Bengals AFC Championship, and I have the Bengals winning that game. Okay. I would love to see Burrow back. Bengals. That'd be awesome. That'd be that'd be a fun one. Bengals versus anybody would be so cool. What yeah. about who, who do you have coming out of the the AFC Noah? I didn't I didn't build out a full bracket, so I won't go that far. I wrote this down earlier today. And the winner's I, all I need. The, the, I think yeah. the winner's all we need. I have the AFC Championship game right now as Chiefs versus the Baltimore Ravens. Cool. And I I don't know if I have much faith long-term. The reason I think this now is because I think the Ravens have finally figured out the offense. They have new... Like, Zay Flowers has been very impressive this season. Gus Edwards is looking like an absolute stud. The last piece that Baltimore has needed is Lamar Jackson to just show up in the playoffs. This is his, what, like fifth-ish season, sixth season. That team is good enough to make a run. They just, they always get in their own way as a team. And I don't know. I, I, I think that Baltimore is one of the more complete teams, if maybe one of the less exciting ones in the AFC currently. But 
I also wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens make it this far, but I have the Chiefs versus Ravens in, in the AFC Championship, and I wouldn't be surprised either way. Uh, but I do have the Chiefs winning that game. Go ahead, Kevin. I think if the Ravens want to make it far, they're going to really have to push in this regular season to get some home field. I don't think they win that many away games. When come playoff, at least, I'll say. But and they oh, are 4-1 and one away this season, which is a crazy stat. That is a crazy stat. I um, It's also funny to think that the Ravens still have a bunch of injuries, and this is like the healthiest they've been in years. Right. Usually, usually like the whole cornerback core is out. And they have like no no pass rush, but the, the, all things they still are injured. But all things considered, they they are healthier than usual. Well, hey, last year they had three season-ending injuries to their running backs, and this year it's only one, right? So yeah, Gus Edwards we're is going come up. on improvements. Even though they're six and two, they very much are. I think the Ravens are kind of in the back of the conversation because, like I said, there's more exciting teams. But in terms of like I said, the completeness of a team. I, I really do like the Ravens, actually. Um, but we'll we'll see by the end of the season what that looks like. But right now, that's what I'm rolling with. Maybe For some reason, I don't know what it is. The Dolphins, I feel like, they're one injury, one more injury away from from not working. I don't think. But especially Tyree Kill. If Tyree Kill gets hurt, they're they're done. They are done. Jalen Waddle's very good, but I think I think if Tyree Kill gets that gets hurt, then then it's pretty I think no, I'm not gonna say over but it's, it's it's tough I mean I know they have the Denver game bolstering it but they are leading in in points for across the AFC by like 50 points the second closest is the Bills at 222 so was that the Dolphins it, or the, the Ravens that's the Dolphins, Dolphins. well so it's because the they had that yeah but take take out that so one game you can take away, like, realistically, take away 40 points from that. and that you know, Take away 40 like, points, they're still top of the table. By oh, that's what I mean, points. but still, like, oh, yeah. that's, you know, you still got, like, a 10-point lead over the Bills. But, yeah, so I think yeah. if, if they can keep the offense firing, then they should be all set. But that's if, because we've seen they they uh, they stopped to a dead halt in those two games they lost, pretty much. All right, let's see. Uh, it's been back around. Oh, go ahead, Brett. Go off. Oh, they're 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 one of those teams that like when they're when they're hot they they get really hot, but when they're cold they get ice cold. It's there's there's no in between with with the Dolphins. You know, it's either like they put up thirty plus, or you know, you see like the game against you know when when they play the Patriots, you know. <clears throat> There are certain teams that will let Tyreek Hill go off. The Patriots are not one of those teams. And Tua was taking what the Patriots defense was giving him, and he was checking down. And the score ended up being a lot you know, closer than it really should have been. But they have the capability of basically scoring 30-plus anytime they want to. Yeah, if, if if those four big games that I mentioned, the Chiefs, the Bills, uh, if they can if they can win at least two of those big games, then maybe I'm wrong. But I, I'm still gonna stick with the fact that I want to see them beat someone. I don't want to see them just raw dog the Giants 106 to four. <laughs> you know, like I wanna I want to see them actually beat a good team. 
Um, but let's spin it around back to the NFC and let's go back to. Uh, I don't. Th- did Kevin share? Did you share your AFC Championship game, Kevin? Oh yeah. Like Kevin, who's coming out? I don't think we heard from. Okay. Championship game. Hmm. This is off the cuff, people. Off He's cuff, he, yeah. he has not put any thought into this. I don't do my homework. I wanna I wanna put faith in the Bengals. I wanna see I wanna see my boy Burrow back at, back in the Super Bowl. But I'm at least putting him in the in the conference. From there, I feel I feel like this is one of those years where, like I said, the Chiefs little little we look a little weaker, and I think this could really come down to standings. Any little shift, and you could see a huge change in the entire the entire bracket here. But. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. What I think would be a really good game. I want to see Bengals Dolphins, and I have faith that both those teams can make it. And just kind of off personal preference, I would like to see the Bengals make the Super Bowl. Like I said, I want to. I want to see him back. That'd be fun. That would be fun. All right, now let's spin it around and go back to Noah for the NFC. Okay. Um. Okay. Let's do it. Number one, I do have the Philadelphia Eagles, and number two, I have the 49ers. I'm sure we'll discuss the 49ers at length in a moment, but uh, number three, got the Lions. Number four, I do have the Saints winning the South. want to point that out. I think they'll pull that out. Uh, five, Cowboys. Six, I don't know. I, I can't explain this. I'll go to seven first. Seven, I have the Vikings. I think the Vikings will still somehow eke this out um, once that team is a bit healthier. Obviously not Kirk Cousins, but when Justin Jefferson is back. Um, number six, I actually have the Washington Commanders making their way in. I like that team. Okay, I you know, I'm making eye contact with you without you realizing it, Specs. The NFC is rather weak, and honestly, those last two spots could go to a lot of different teams. There's a lot of teams that are in that three to five to to five and three range, and I think those could shift quite a bit. And I think the Commanders, even though they just lost to the Eagles, they played them tough. That team's starting to click. And in theory, they have a layup game against the Patriots to build some more momentum. I do like the Commanders, and I'll stand by it. I love the Commanders. I want them to win, but they did just trade their two best defenders. I was just about to say, yeah. They traded their their pretty much their whole line right there. But continue. I know. I know. I would kill to see Sam Howell whipping that thing around in the playoffs. You kidding me? Like... (laughs) All right. And Brett? Me? You. Um, so I have the Eagles, number one, obviously. Um, number two, I have the 49ers. I'm honestly not worried, like, with their current injuries that they have going on right now. And, you know, they have lost, what, three in a row now. But um, I'm really not worried. I think they'll get get it back on, you know, this week. I think this week is their get-right game. Um Number three, I have the Detroit Lions. Uh, love the Lions. Number four, I do have the Saints. Um, you know, no surprise to anyone here. Um, number five is the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I think it's going to come down to, like, one game late in the season between the Seahawks and the 49ers to see who gets the division. 
Hell yeah, I'm gonna be real. I should have put the. I don't know why I put the Seahawks. Did not put the Seahawks. I just forgot they existed. Take out the commanders. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I'm sorry, Brett. Continue. <laughs> yeah, fuck Sam Hell. He sucks anyways. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how I forgot the Seahawks because I do like that team. I don't want to take away from your time, Brett. But, yeah, but I just didn't even to... realize they were doing that good until like yeah. ESPN started talking about it. I was like, the Seahawks are how good? And then I like started watching. I was like, oh damn. Anyways, Brett. Yeah, uh, so number six, I have the Cowboys. Um, and then my number seven, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I don't have them, but, like, that's I, 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 that's they're, fun. They're, they're fun to watch. I, they could make a push. They could die out and go fucking three and 14 for the rest of the season. Like, who, who fucking knows? They're, they're a weird team. Well, see, the thing is, is Baker's on a one-year deal. Mike Evans is on a one-year deal. And I want to get paid, you know. Um, you know, Mike Evans, this is, I think, he's turning, like, age 31 at the end of the year. So, like, this is really his last, like, big contract. Um, and Baker, you know, the last couple of years has just been bouncing from team to team. I'm sure he would like to lock up a long-term deal somewhere. Um, so I think that's added motivation for the Bucks, Um, and I think they're just fun to watch and I would love to see them in the play. Yeah. Hell yeah. Kevlar, Kevlar gaming. I'm about to blow, Take it, away. blow it all up right here. Oh boy. It's I'm Kev's turn. I have a pretty yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I, I know what's, I have a I'm feeling I know what's coming. Schedule. I'm going to say it. Lines number one. I knew you were gonna say it. Why not, man? Why not? I'm looking through the line schedule: Chargers, Bears, Packers, Saints, Bears, Broncos, Vikings, Cowboys. I almost said Lions. Cowboys, Vikings. Only the Cowboys are really a good team there. We'll see about the Vikings. Really depends on how their quarterback works out, right? Because, but other than that, I think those are all winnable. I think those are very winnable games for the Lions. You look at the Eagles, they're the complete opposite. Going, This is starting this week. Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, Niners, Cowboys, Seahawks. I mean, they go through hell. They go through hell. That's, that's a gauntlet. In a vacuum, in a vacuum, they can win every single one of those games. Put all five of them in a row, they're dropping at least two of those, I think, especially near the end. I think the, maybe they, they beat the Cowboys this week, and then the Cowboys come back and get revenge. That's one game. The Niners can turn around if Debo gets healthy by December third. I'm not just saying that for my fantasy. I think <laughs> I think that offense is really missing him right now. I think I think he had a bigger impact than we realize. Kev's oh. like Kev's like if Debo oh. can come back healthy, please God, anything. I'm begging you, Debo. If you can hear me, hey. Hey, he's, he played people. All the I know you're watching. <laughs> he played all the games, and then he got injured in the Browns, and they've lost every game since. So that is true. The facts don't lie. Uh, but we'll just ignore Brock Purdy's performance. One, Eagles are number two. I think that's a like they're gonna be they're gonna be near the top. I don't think it's gonna be number one though. After that, uh, I. Because same thing because because of Debo I and I like how the Seahawks are playing I want to put the Seahawks at three and then 
you know, somehow, <laughs> I guess we gotta give the four <laughs> slots to someone in the South, right? Like legally speaking. Yes, actually, yes. <laughs> oh. Contractually speaking, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so legally, I, I guess, I guess we'll give it to the Falcons because. Every week when I'm looking at my fantasy scores, I'm like, Falcons, that's going to be a They're going to steamroll that team. And then the Falcons always ruin my scores. So I got to put some respect on their name. We'll put them at four. Uh, coming in at five, I think the Cowboys sneak into five and the Niners fall to six. Yeah. I'm, we thought they were a Death Star, but I think, I don't know. They're They're just not clicking. They should have won some of those games, and they they just couldn't. But at number seven, I don't know. Do we have to give a number seven to someone? Can we just like... <laughs> Did you say the... Wait, hold on. I need to pause for a second. Did you say the 49ers yet? Yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. He just yeah. did. At yeah. six. Okay. I, I was laughing too hard to realize. Ball. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, the, I... Because of, I'm not saying that, like, I don't know. It's it's tough, but I I I really want to see the Seahawks. I want I want Gino to get that division title, like you were saying, Noah. I want Gino to get that division division title, but then it's like I look at the Cowboys and the Niners sitting fighting for that fifth spot, and I mean, I don't did, know. Wait, I did to... did you say the Cowboys yet? Yeah, he's, he's the Cowboys five. Niners at six, because the Niners also have a pretty difficult schedule, and the Cowboys they it it's also pretty di- they got pretty comparable schedules and there's they're tied in the standings right now so I'm not sure I I think that's a toss up those those two they can share five and six and then seven I don't fucking know how about how about we'll give it to the Saints just because I want to make Brett happy thanks man yeah yeah. Friendship wins. It would be really cool if Dobbs can carry the Vikings to seven, though. I will say that. That would be a Cinderella story for sure. It yeah. would be a Cinderella story. I, I think Dobbs can do it. I really do. With 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 a healthy offense around him. I liked him on the Cardinals. I don't know why they just decided to throw him away. If the Vikings... Yeah. Clayton yeah. Toon is the future of Arizona football <laughs> oh yeah college football fans can you tell me a little bit about clayton tune not a the single thing now <laughs> it's a clayton tune war going it's a damn shame is his name clayton clayton tune yep that he was set up for failure 24 years ago yeah, oh, no. you can't trust him with anything <laughs> yeah clayton uh, let's see. Okay, does anyone want to take a guess where he went to college? I just looked him up, so I'm not, I can't say. Okay. I'm, uh, fucking, I don't know, San Diego State. We mentioned them earlier. Oh, Utah. He did go to Utah. Ah, let's go. Uh, yeah, he went to Utah. A nice, fresh fifth pick. Uh, fifth round pick, rather. Not fifth, Jesus. Uh, let's see. What did he do? Not Wikipedia. Can I have? No, I don't need his NFL stats. I want his college stats because <laughs> well, I bet his Wikipedia crazy. said he went to Houston, not Utah. Oh, sorry, UH. Duh. Oh. I saw the I saw the U, and I was like, I was like Utah. You lied to me. I did lie to you. I just blatantly, just flat out lied to you. 
Um, okay, here we go. In his last year at Houston, he was uh, first off, he was a fifth year player. He got that extra year from COVID. Uh, 67.3% completion, 4,000 yards, a four TDs, 10 picks with a 158 rate is pretty good in college. Um, but still, who the fuck is that? I have no idea. How are his cone? Yeah, how are his cone drills? Now we're asking. The yeah, questions. yeah, that exactly. Yeah, the co- the combine. I need to go find. Okay, hold on. Let me get Clayton's combine yeah. stats. Poor guys to face the Browns in his first start, and like it's funny saying that as a sentence, but the Browns are like they're they're statistically the the best pass defense in the league. Poor guy yeah. is getting thrown right in there. So they're like they're like the they're best like, everything in the league. They're like bridging on historically good defense. Like I mean, yeah. they're they're really good. Um, my list is not as exciting. Um, I guess I do have no. I guess I don't. Uh, so I I have the Eagles at at one. You know, for the obvious reasons, they have. I I see what Kevin is saying. Kevin made a good point that I did not realize. Um, but they've beat like good teams. They beat the Dolphins. I'm not gonna say handedly, but they beat the Dolphins pretty good. Um, so I think they could run that gauntlet and you know. Even if they drop one or two, I don't think it's the end of the world. So I have the the, the Eagles at one. Um, I have the Lions at two because I love them so damn good. Uh, I have the I, I toyed with this. I I almost did what Kevin did. I almost had the Seahawks three in the Forty Niners, um, but I I went with the Forty Niners at three just because that defense is just insane. Uh, and then I have the Falcons at four. I think the Falcons with Taylor Heineke will be a different Falcons. I really do. I think Taylor Heineke's a dog, and I think he's going to go out there and do pretty well. Um, did, sh- sh- fuck off, Brent, you Saints homer. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brent's punch in the air. No. There. I, I, I think, oh, where did I go? My camera's gone. What, what happened? We lost you. Idle pits. You close the tab. Nice job. Did I? Uh, well, I'll just I'll just keep going. I, I'm 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 you're back. Pricker. I'm back. Okay. <laughs> I, I I didn't do anything. Uh, and then at five, I have the Cowboys. You will find out how much of a Cowboys believer I am in just a couple seconds. Uh, I have the Seahawks at six and the Saints at seven. Um, but I might change that because fuck you, Brett. Don't nod at me. Um. <laughs> Uh, I could see the I could see the Bucks. I do like the Bucks. I think the Bucks could be fun. Um, but I I got the Lions beating the Saints. I got the Seahawks upsetting the 49ers. I got the Cowboys just running the fucking <clears throat> Falcons out of the building. Uh, and then the Eagles beating the Seahawks. And then I have the Cowboys beating the Lions to just just to hold on, hold on, relax, re- relax, relax, relax. Well, no, 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 no. Okay, finish your thought. The Cowboys are going to beat the Lions in a close... I think it'll be the game of the playoffs. I think it'll be super exciting. Cowboys beat the Lions, and then they lose to the Eagles. And I think we have a Chiefs-Eagles rematch. You're forgetting the important fact that the the Cowboys haven't been in an NFC championship since before we were born. Listen, man. It it has to happen eventually. Yes, when when they're not, like, maybe at best the fifth best team in the conference. Yeah. Hold on now. Let's take Let's a look. Go around the table here. Who, who Kevin. Okay, hold who on. Do you, okay, you made yeah. that we you said that they haven't been in a in a championship game before we were born. 
neither have the Dolphins, and you guys have the Dolphins making a deep run. What's the difference? I I don't have them in the the conference championship, so. uh, Yeah, uh, we talked about it earlier. I don't know if Kevin ended up saying it. 1993 was the last time they at least won. I don't know if they, I don't know if that was, yeah. And then before that, it was even longer. So, so yeah. Yeah, Well, they made it there in 1993, but. Or are you talking? Wait, are you talking the? the oh Cowboys? no, they lost. They they lost. No, the Dolphins. I'm talking Dolphins. They Dolphins. lost twenty nine to ten. Twenty nine to ten against the Bills back when the Bills were just professional losers. Yeah. Before that, surprisingly enough, the the AFC Championship before that was 1985, where they lost to the Patriots. Hmm. They got blown out by the Bears. That famous game. Yep. But yeah, I like I, I like the Cowboys. I think they got a. They are still the Cowboys. I understand that, but they got a they got a good complete team. They got uh, a I know trade I know Diggs is out, but decent secondary. Micah Parsons is like one of the best defenders in the league. Um, and then I, I I've always liked Dak. I know I'm like one of the few, but I've always liked Dak. I I, I think this year they they got a real chance. I think they're not going to make the Super Bowl, but I I think they got a chance. Okay, Cowherd. Uh, say that again, Britt. I said, okay, Colin Cowherd. Yeah, I'll put money on that. Uh, <laughs> do it, then. Um, Live. Kevin, who do you got in the NFC Championship game? All right, so... Or do you want to want us to give you a minute while we go around? No, first off, um, I totally forgot about uh, bracketing. So I'll have to actually come back and revisit the AFC. But I'm looking at it. And to make my bracket work... I'm going to have to make a little change. I'm I'm putting the Niners at five and the Cowboys at six. I'm swapping them because even though I got, I'm riding with the Lions and I'm putting them at one, I think that the when it comes to playoff time, the Eagles and Niners just steamroll through everyone. And end of the day, I, I think the Eagles edged out because they'll have home field at the end in that conference final so i think that we'll see the eagles in the super bowl brett interesting um so i have the 49ers beating the bucks um the lions beating the cowboys um and then the seahawks beating the saints um in the first round um then i have the seahawks upsetting the eagles um and i have the 49ers beating the lions setting up a nfc west um nfc championship game with the 49ers against the seahawks I didn't re I didn't realize you were going like by round. So you were like, yeah, you know, the Bucks lose. And I was like, I was like, this guy has the Bucks in the in the NFC championship <laughs> and no one's gonna say anything. <laughs> no, so I, I have uh forty Seahawks, um okay. NFC and I have the forty ers winning that. Wow. Bold. I would love to see a division matchup in an AFC conference. Or AFC fucking conference championship. You know what I'm saying? No matter, no matter the conference, <clears throat> give me a division 
division matchup in, in the conference final. That's what I want. That would be sexy. Um, I'll run mine real quick. Like, again, I don't have a full bracket. I do think we're going to have a 49ers-Eagles NFC Championship, and I have the Eagles winning that. Um, so that leads me to my... I, I think we're going to have a Chiefs-Eagles rematch in the Super Bowl, and I'm here for it. That was a really fucking good game this year. I have Jason winning this time, because that's how I picture it in my head, Jason. And- It'd be nice. It would be nice. I, I, I think I, that... Yeah. I just think that... I've been reading some crazy stuff. Uh, I haven't like gotten out and looked for it, but I've seen like articles about how like someone told like their mom, like Jason and Travis's mom, that like the PR that they do for the league is like insane, and that like they would have had to pay like someone told like Donna Kelsey this, like we would have to pay millions for a PR firm to get us this much, you know, like exposure. But you and your kids are doing it for free, and I I think the NFL will bring it so that Jason gets the Super Bowl because I think that would that would just be like a perfect Disney storybook ending. But so yeah, yeah, I got the I got the Eagles winning that one. How old is Jason Kelsey? Does he retire if he wins? Reti- He's older. Yeah, old yeah, retirement age. <clears throat> and if he wins the Super Bowl, then he definitely solidifies himself as like a top. Yeah, 35 as a center. That is pretty done. 35 as like the league's like one of the best centers too. It's not just yeah. like he's a center. He's like pop in the league like not the best there's there's some pretty good centers out there but i think we should uh write that down note that future podcast i want the top five list of irrelevant (laughs) positions give me centers give me give me tackles give me give me all that punters yeah best out yeah best outside special teamers (laughs) gunner olszewski we love him so we both have Eagles Chiefs with Eagles winning spec, right? And then I think they they both have the Bengals, don't you? Yeah, let's turn it over to you guys then. Brett, what do you got? Yeah, I have Bengals 49ers um Super Bowl. Uh and I have the Cincinnati Bengals winning the Super Bowl this year. What a story. Ride the hype. Ride I would the hype. love it. They beat the Niners this week. Let's all run with them. It's gonna be the the Bengals this year. That's what I'm hoping. That'd be some comeback. Down 03, 04? Were they 04 or 03 at the beginning? They were 03. They were 03. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. Weren't they the the last team to go 0 3 and then still make the playoffs, anyways? So, like, if they did. Yeah, I think they did that just last year, didn't they? they, Or the year before? They're virtually like the same team. So, this is the thing, too. Joe Joe Burrow has like an insane road record in the playoffs. Like, he can win it anywhere. So, I think if, if we can put faith in that he can push through any bracket that he gets set up in i love joe joe's a dog lsu guy classic um man there we go we're, we're so we're all we're, except for oh. some of the seedings it seems like we were pretty in agreement minus a couple yeah. couple wild card guys but nothing nothing earth shattering in the nfc it seems um yep. but yeah that's what i got and i'm sticking to it rematch Bengals. uh they weren't as doomsday as we thought. They were t- they were one and two, and then they went okay. to one and three, and then that's when they started rattling off wins. I think it might have been the Vikings was the team we were kind of running the stats I for because they them. we all expected a bit more from them. Oh, see, the I, poor, if, if the poor Vikings were what I thought, because I love the Vikings as we know, I um <clears throat> I thought they'd be like six and two by now, and I thought their two losses would be you know the Eagles and the Niners, 
but they beat those guys, and then they were like having trouble with the Panthers. If if Kirk Cousins could have just gotten them to like six and two, five and three, I think we could realistically talk about them being in the playoffs. But I don't think they could. I don't think they squeeze it out anymore. It's I think they they lost their big chance. question mark. I mean, they do have a favorable schedule, so and it kind of shows are they going to be ready? So they have the Falcons, which we all put as a playoff team, even though they are the worst playoff team, pretty much. Uh, and they got they the might Saints, make it with a losing you know? record. They might be eight and eight, yeah. you know, eight and nine or whatever. But I mean, you look at it, Falcons, Saints, Broncos, Bears, Raiders, Packers is on there. Those were all pretty pretty winnable games if if Josh Dobbs can actually play like a good quarterback. But Bengals and Lions twice, I don't really have faith in them to win those ones. So they could make a push if they're lucky. I agree. I like the Vikings, but I think they might have missed their chances because they didn't start off as hot as I was hoping they would. And, you know, we can't talk midseason. We can't talk playoffs without passing out some awards. So why don't we get get our notes out, fellas? I think we got to do MVP last. It's the most exciting one. Um, I don't know. Kevin, did you do any research for any of these? <laughs> nope. I'm sitting out on a lot of these here. Okay. Especially rookie of the year. I well the the offense. Well, I mean the player of the year. I feel like you can do the 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 rookies. The rookie the the rookie defensive one probably not. I don't think you'll get it. But it could have been Christian you, Gonzalez. Could have been. You can't. But... You, you, you. I think you'll be all right with with offensive rookie of the year. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I've... All right. So let's start with the first non-player one let's do a coach of the year first i don't know if you guys did any research to that i did i just noticed it wasn't on there but i think it's an e- i think it's pretty easy this one's a layup if i got dan campbell with yep. coach of the i didn't year. write it down but of course with an honorable mike mcdaniels mention yeah sure i like it i think it really depends on their final records though right we all know these awards just go to the team with the best record, pretty much. I, I definitely am. I'm definitely thinking in a way that whoever votes on this probably isn't. I'm compiling what the Lions were when Dan Campbell took over to what he's made them now. You know, because I mean they were atrocious when he took over. They were so bad, and he like really turned the whole franchise around. It took him three years, but I, I think they, if they make the playoffs, especially if they're a one or a two seed like we were talking about, I think it's an easy coach of the year. Easy. Yeah, if they can take the one seed. For sure. If they don't get the one seed, if they fall to three, maybe. Yeah, if, well, they're not falling to four. There's no fucking way. But if they fall to three and Miami's able to get that number one, I there's there's just a lot of talk about McDaniel right now, you know? They, he's just hyped up in the media. But it is earned in a lot of it. But Yeah, they're both darling enough that I think as long as both teams stay the course, I'd be fine with either one winning. They would both make sense. My darling Dan Campbell. Look at that. Yeah, face. no, they're, they're like media darlings. Darling yeah, we love them. I've ever Dude, seen it. I would run through a wall for Dan Campbell. And, <laughs> I, don't even, and I don't even play for the Lions. All right. Uh, the next one, uh, which this one took a little research. I'm not really watching rookies on defense, but defensive rookie of the year. I got my I, pick. Uh, after after research, this one didn't like. This is the one that like didn't come to mind. I had to like kind of dig for this one. Uh, it seems like the consensus, statistically and like punctually, is um, D- Devon Witherspoon has some pretty nasty stats 
Um, he's uh, a secondary player in C- uh, Seattle. And, uh, I mean, he's got the picks. He's got the tackles. He's got the breakups. I mean, he, he's doing pretty good. And then there's another kid in New York that is also doing good. But I picked Devon Witherspoon uh, just based off uh, stats. Okay. Um, I went a different direction. I went um... – you know, I watch a lot of Eagles games because, you know, my dad's I'm with Eagles. you, Brett. Yeah. And, you know, I was also week one um, in uh, Gillette, um, and I watched Jalen Carter just destroy our offensive line. Um, granted, it's our offensive line, uh, but I think he's an absolute animal. Uh, you know, going back to Georgia, he should have been the number one pick had there not been off-the-field issues and injury issues with him. Um, but going into the draft, he was the consensus number one, and he fell to the Eagles at number 10. And, you know, the Eagles are making all those teams regret passing on him. Um, and I think he will win rookie of the year um, defensively. I'm with he you. Was on my, he was on my short list. Kevin? What do you think? <laughs> Who made the argument? Um, this one, this one, I don't have. You know what the argument is? Is that Jalen Carter is leading in odds right now for Damn. bets? So. No, there you go. That's the what insight we're looking for. Him, what a what a pivot from Kevin to start bringing up bringing up Vegas. That's all I'm I'm gonna be doing for the night for the next one too. Let's go offensive right here. You, no, you should know the offensive one. I I won't lie. I this is a layup. Just straight up. Uh, oh, hold on, no, hold on. Paid attention it's a, to the class. It's a layup. I don't even know who's a rookie. All right, ready, Noah? <laughs> on, 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 on one, three, two, one. Puka. Puka. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I, okay. I have, Who else? I have, it I have it could little... be Devon, but it's not because he's hurt. I, I have a little. I have like three. I had Puka is the obvious one. If Gibbs can do what he's done the last two games, okay, two, three more times could be Gibbs and then you always got to throw a quarterback in there because most awards are quarterback awards I had CJ Stroud if I had to pick a quarterback yeah I was back and forth between Stroud and uh well I was going back uh going back and forth between a couple guys but Puka I mean you know I think it's like where he was drafted like helps his case too because nobody expected him to really contribute at Mm. all here and what he did in Cooper Cup's absence like granted it was it was in the beginning of the year um still like you know if he continues like I don't expect him to um continue up those like you know week one through four numbers but if he can like be a consistent like wide receiver two going forward then you know I think he has a solid case um, but if CJ Stroud can somehow will the Texans to a wild card, then that would be CJ Stroud's like case of winning. Um, but he's gonna get he's gonna rattle off some wins or else I it's hands down going to Puka. I'm curious to see. I'm trying to find it. So P- Puka was picked uh picked picked. Puka was picked uh, 177th overall, and he was the 20th wide receiver taken in the draft. He wasn't even the only receiver taken in the fifth. So I'm trying to find a list of who was drafted before Puka because I love looking at 
I love looking at that list like of people drafted before uh, that fucking bum from ASU. Uh, we had <laughs> Mickey Larry. I love looking at that list of just like dogs drafted before friggin' Mickey Larry. <clears throat> so I'm curious to see on who was picked before before Puka. Let me see if I can. I got a, oh, I I got a list if the, you need it. In the keels, you're looking for the people after because you're looking at the reverse here. Where oh yeah, so I guess it's yeah, for, yeah. you're right the other way around. Yeah, but so I'm curious. Puka, you're looking who was taken before him and seeing if there's any bums there. Which twenty receivers, I'm sure there's someone. There. I bet there. I bet there's guys who haven't played snaps. Which talking, I guess talking about rookie receivers, th this is the only one I knew. I didn't think he had a chance, but I, I have Addison on my team, so I knew he was a rookie. And. If Kirk didn't get hurt, you might have seen a flipped situation there where Puka was really good when Cup was gone, and then now Addison is just an absolute dog while Jefferson isn't there. And I'm looking at the odds. He is listed fifth, but I think that's going to fucking fall off real fast. Unless, for some reason, Josh Dobbs is a god in Minnesota. Um, but this, I think it, this is just showing... What I what I was already thinking is, whenever it comes to offense, it's a QB award because CJ Stroud is leading in betting right now. It's sad that it is a QB award, but so. so I mean, I yeah, I think Brett made a good point, or it, I think it was Brett who said uh, if the Texans make a wild card, that's a big boost. I'm, I gotta agree. They gotta agree there. I mean, I don't think the Rams are making the playoffs in the NFC East. East. Why did I say East? The NFC. Um, I I don't know. I just don't see it, especially when they have to play both the Seahawks and the Niners in their division. Yeah, I will say um, just to put some respect on his name, Zay Flowers um, is having a great rookie year too. He is. Um, he would have to like really kind of like pop off, like touchdown wise. He's getting a ton of receptions and a ton of yards after the catch, but he only has two touchdowns this year. Yeah. If he, you know, gets some more, like, passing touchdowns um, or receiving touchdowns, I don't know why I said passing. But, uh, yeah, if he can get some more receiving touchdowns, then, you know, he could maybe get in the in the conversation. But He's not top five right now, though. No. We got – so the odds right now sit C.J. Stroud one, Pukanuka second, uh, third is uh, Jameer Gibbs. Is that how you pronounce it? Yep. Yeah, Jameer Gibbs. Uh, Bijan Robinson is at four, and then Jordan Addison at five. Yeah, I thought I thought the same thing though. I was like, oh, really? For yeah. what? At this point, I yeah. Yeah, because I I mean, if you look at if you look at some of these people drafted before Puka, it's not as bad as I was expecting. Um, so. I'm just going to rattle off a couple of them because, like I said, they're not that bad. Jackson Smith and Jigbo was the first wide receiver taken off the board in the 20th pick. Um, he's not doing nearly as good as I thought he would be doing in Seattle. Uh, Quinton Johnson, who actually isn't that bad. He's on the Chargers. Zay Flowers, uh, Jordan Addison, Jonathan Mingo, uh, Rasheed Rice, Marvin Mims, Tank Dell. Once you start getting past Tank Dell... Who I mean, does anybody know uh, uh, Trey Tucker? No, nope. no, no, no nope. Trey Tucker. Justin Shorter. That sounds like a white guy. Is he white? Hold on. Okay, no, that that, that man is not white. 
Ty, uh, Ty, yeah, I guarantee you, Charlie, Charlie Jones, Tyler Scott, Justin Shorter, and Don Tavian Wicks, who were the four guys picked before, have probably never. They probably have not played a snap of football in the NFL. Uh, so hey, good on the good on the Rams for figuring that one out. One of these guys has to be white. That's a white name. Nope. Come on. Come on. Important details. Charlie Jones, white. That guy is white. He went to Purdue, naturally. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. So, I mean, hey, good for the Rams finding that. I mean, what's it like to draft a receiver? Tell me, Rams fans. I mean, like a good one, at least. Hey, hey. This week, booty pop. I know. Yeah, booty is back, baby. Fun fact, Booty was on this list too, but I think he was actually picked after Puka Nakua. He was two well, picks there, yeah. after. There was there were both uh Douglas and Booty were six rounders, right? Uh at least Booty was. I don't see Douglas. Uh, oh yeah, there he is. Uh hardly. He was like one of the last picks of the six round. Still Booty counts, baby. Guy. Um but yeah, so I, I think it's I think it's gonna end up being Puka just because like all the records he set at the beginning of the year. But We'll move on to players that Kevin might actually know. Uh, we'll do we'll do defensive player of the year. Uh, I put I I don't think it's gonna be. I have T.J. Watt as an honorable mention just because eventually he'll he'll be up there in sacks and you know being doubled and whatnot. Uh, I have Miles Garrett um, because he's the best player on the best defense. He doesn't necessarily lead in every stat, but he is dominating this year. I mean, he's like so insane. Um, so I have, I have a, uh, I have Miles Garrett. I'm with you there. I also have Miles Garrett. Uh, same reason you just said, like best defensive player on the best def- <laughs> right now. If that holds up, there's no reason why, you know, he won't win defensive player of the year. Um, even if like he doesn't lead the league in sacks. Like, I'm pretty sure he leads the league in pressures. So, I've got Miles myself. TJ Watt was listed kind of as a 1B situation, but I do have Garrett right now. Well, why don't we look at the odds? Thanks, Kev. Because I'm thinking about it. All right, so right now, it is indeed uh, Miles Garrett. But that kind of surprises me, honestly, because I always, all these awards, I always pair it with, like, I don't agree with it, but your team needs a good record for you to get this award. Otherwise, you're just seen as irrelevant. Like, yeah, you were good, but your team sucks, so were you good type deal? See, I, I think that's oh. different, because uh, to me, I've said this about MVP awards in basketball, especially. I think the way... Defensive player of the year. I feel like you have to be good, but if you win most valuable player, which to me means without you, they they don't win. I think with the player of the year awards, it's more individual. So I disagree, but it, I do see your point. Well, it no, it should be individual is what I'm saying. So we agree, yeah. but I know the status quo is that you need a good team. So it's it's like I don't agree with it, but they kind of need a good team. So I'm surprised that Micah Parsons isn't. Uh, leading way, well, yeah. I thought but the same thing earlier. To be said, or, or or to be fair, he it's only plus two hundred to plus two twenty five, so they're they're pretty much right there. And 
I I mean, I don't know. I guess we'll go with Miles Garrett for now. But I think if the Browns don't get their record to something better, if they finish below 800, I think, you know, assuming these two players pretty much just continue their trend, Micah Parsons will probably take it instead just because it's, it's I do I do think there is stock to be put in the fact that the Browns aren't aren't bad because of their defense it's not like their defense isn't winning games and then you know like you know and he and he's just the best player on the team it's not his fault that you know pj walker is the quarterback and uh deshaun watson forgot how to play football um but i do see your point because like you said it's just it's just a fact that typically they are on a winning team I have them as a playoff team, personally, as you know. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that one was kind of a short list. It was like him, Micah Parsons, and DJ is kind of really all it. And that's probably going to be like that for another few years. Yeah. yeah. And then throw, throw Nick Bosa in there, too, because he's pretty good. Yeah, he's uh, on the list. I am, am curious about this one because I feel like oftentimes whoever the offensive player of the year is ends up being MVP. Um, Part of me wanted to make it two different people, but I know that's not how it works. I, I think an easy offensive player of the year is Tyreek Hill. 100%. Yeah. That's who I have. I think and, that's, we all agree on that easily. And I also think, because there's not really much of a... It's the same convert To me, it's the same conversation. Um, I, I think he's the, the MVP candidate right now, too. He has to be. Odds-wise, he has to be, too, the MVP candidate. Yeah. If he gets... 2,000 yards and doesn't get it, I'm going to be mad. That's rigged. Oh, yeah. If if, if if Patrick Mahomes gets an MVP again and Tyreek Hill runs the friggin' runs the league out the building, I, def- I think that's that's outrageous. But I do have honorable mentions for CMC at Offensive Player of the Year just because he's like a touchdown machine. Yeah. And uh, A.J. Brown, who is not that far behind Tyreek Hill. He's he only at Go ahead. You go off, right? You're an Eagles guy. No, I just said he's catching up. He is catching up. He's only down, I think it's like 1,100 to like 950 or something like that. Not that far. I mean, A.J. Brown can put up 150 in a game. Yeah. And it's eight touchdowns for Tyreek and five for A.J. Brown. Again, that's not that outrageous. Um, So I think it's close. I really do. I think it's close. And uh, they just do it in two different ways. Obviously, Tyreek is just more exciting because he runs so fast, but A.J. Brown is just outmanning people. I mean, he is just big-bodying everyone, and I would like to see him win, because uh, he's very good, but I do think it'll be Tyreek Hill. Yeah. What do the odds say, Kevin? The odds? I didn't even look it up, because I thought it was going to be such a shoo-in for Tyreek. It has not to with, be. Not with MVP, though. I think MVP, they're going to throw on quarterbacks, because it's always a fucking quarterback, and it's uh, should we even bother looking up offensive? I think that's Tyreek, no matter what. But you know what? We'll see who we'll see who's second. So, uh, the odds go Tyreek by a landslide, and then AJ Brown second, with so because plus one fifty, plus eight hundred, so big gap. But like you're saying, stats he can make that up. Uh, Jamar Chase is third. But with 2,200, so very far behind. Wow. And then CMC? Stephon Diggs. So the, this is very where, clearly saying 
they want to give a wider a wide receiver offensive player of the year. They want to I'm save lo- the quarterbacks for MVP. I'm looking at oh yeah, I'm looking at DraftKings right now. I'm just gonna I'll let Kevin read it off. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Tyreek Hill is eighth in odds for MVP. Oh yep. my god. Better put NFL in there because uh Jokic popped up when I typed in MVP twenty twenty three. Uh, what a pivot. Now we're talking about basketball, Kevin. That was a great segue. Holy shit. He's <laughs> number one. This is this is Fox. What do you uh Oh, who okay, you, who no. All right. The 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 first little ad on Google said Trevor Lawrence at one and I was like, "What?" <laughs> no, this <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about so that. This one in Fox is saying uh yet again Patrick Mahomes in first which i just i don't see that DraftKings has Tua but, in first yeah Tua was second on fox so let's go to the one that i've been using all all this time for consistency okay so i've been using sharp football analysis and tua is first patrick mahomes is second but then we have josh allen jalen hurts lamar jackson trevor lawrence joe burr justin herbert dak prescott Brock Purdy. It doesn't even have Tyreek on this list. Imagine. That is disgusting. On, That's a on, crime. On DraftKings, Brock Purdy only has like 200 plus more odds to win the MVP. So that means they're really close. That's outrageous. That, uh, if he doesn't win, the, I'm, I'm going to guess that he's probably going to end the year with 15, 16 touchdowns in the 2,000 yards. He's already at like 1,200 almost. So if he gets two thousand yards, that's like a lock. I well, we're half we're halfway through, so just double it, right? Yeah. So twenty twenty two hundred. So yeah, sixty touchdowns, twenty three hundred yards, or whatever the hell. That'd be insane. That's like the shit I do in Madden franchise. <clears throat> okay, let's let me let me pull this up then. Two thousand twenty one, Cooper Cup has one of the greatest wide receiver seasons of all time, right? One thousand nine hundred forty seven yards, sixteen touchdowns. And he finished third in MVP voting behind Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Didn't get the 2K. It's that it's that number, that two. So you know, yeah, that's it makes it makes you wonder. Um because yeah, he that a historic season and still finished behind Rodgers and Brady. And by the way, Brady should have won that MVP. I'll keep saying it, but neither here nor there. I mean, he cleared out every stat. He beat Rodgers in every single one, except for like two. And they weren't even like important stats. It was like yeah, Rodgers had like less interceptions, and that was kind of it. Yeah, it was like interceptions and completion percentage, and it's like, oh, cool. Brady threw for more yards, more touchdowns. Yeah, like, that, that's not even that's not even being a homer. Like the stats, just everything. Yeah. Like just write down the list. Just you know how stuff. I am with numbers, dog. I always pull out the numbers whenever we're coming coming into our group chat arguments, and they don't <laughs> lie. You know, I think Tyreek Hill could win um, MVP if he gets 2,000 yards, like 16-plus touchdowns, and the Dolphins get, like, first-round by. Um, they, he needs all of those three things to happen, and, a, you know, probably, like, Mahomes to kind of have, like, a dip in the second half. Yeah, if Mahomes, if Mahomes even has like a reasonable second half, you know those those jerk offs are gonna be creaming their pants to give Patrick Mahomes another MVP. 
See, the thing I've is, got two. Uh, Chiefs. The Chiefs. To throw it out there. Really good this year. So it's it hasn't been like just Mahomes carrying them. The defense has been above average. I'm looking right now. They're averaging 287 yards uh, per game, which is fourth best in the league. I just want to point point this out, which I mean, like R.I.P. my man, but uh, the passing touch, touchdown leader right now is Kirk Cousins. Uh, too but soon, man. Can you guess I would who buy sitting, Kirk Cousins. Can you guess who is sitting above uh, Patrick Mahomes right now? Pat Mahomes is fifth, by the way, with fifteen. Who's who's above Mahomes? Who is in fourth place? Josh, Josh Allen. Russell Wilson with six oh. Yeah, I mean I, I kinda caught on to the sneaky season he's having actually. Um like, uh, like how are you like second place in MVP voting when you're third in yards and fifth in touchdowns? Because you're you're winning games, you know. And I'm pretty sure he's he's absolutely atrocious on his interceptions right now, right? He has quite thinking. a bit. This he is, has quite I, a few. I think they, they put up the stats. Russell? This is the, no, no, no. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. For sure, Russell probably has tons of them. But, Russell, um, Russell Wilson only has four picks. He's got a 16-4 to four ratio, uh, does right, okay. Wilson. Because I thought I saw the stat where if the trends continued as they were, uh, Patrick Mahomes would finish with a 2-1 to one ratio, and this is the first time he would ever have a 2-1 to one ratio. That's pretty much what he's at right now, 15-8. and eight. Yeah. Yeah, so even worse than a two to one. Yeah. So if you if you finish with two to one, how the fuck are you getting MVP? The Taylor Swift buff. Taylor I do Swift think buff. I I I do think the you mentioned Tua Noah. Um, I I do think there is something to be said though about how he's only doing so good or not only I'm not gonna say only that's dramatic, but he's definitely doing this good because Tyreek Hill is doing so well. Oh, absolutely. I'm just and... going with the the assumption that it's a QB award. That's all. It is. Oh, I, I think, I, I think Tyreek should get it, but I don't think he will. Sadly, yeah, I think, I wide, think we I agree. Think we can all agree. I, I don't think a wide receiver will ever win that award, ever. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty much. Uh, I mean, he he is kind of distributing it around too, because while Tyreek does have a thousand yards, nobody else on the Dolphins has more than five hundred. Yep. I thought it was going to be a two-headed. Uh, dragon here with Tyreek and Waddle going off, but Waddle's only at 480. Everyone else is below 200 past yep. that. So he's he is tossing it around to a, a shit ton of people. He gets Braxton Berrios involved. Yeah. That's Love me some Braxton Berrios. Someone has to. Yeah, I, I, I think that's kind of... Uh... I think that that'll be the storyline is Tyree kill gets snubbed for MVP. I think that's, that's, that's going to be like his thing. I would hate that. But what are some other storylines that we're looking at? Oh, uh, see, he's a natural. He's a natural. <laughs> Kevin and I just like shooting right off each other. Um, yeah, I think that, I think that'll, I think we'll really see if the dolphins make it far. I think they want to flip their flip the you know defense wins championships narrative, um, because I think the only teams that really have those kind of defenses 
are like not gonna make like the Browns have like amazing defense, they might not even make the playoffs. So I guess we'll see. I've always been a big offense guy, but I know you need a good defense. So I'm curious to see how far the Dolphins end up really making it if they can stay healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd actually like to open up the discussion and get everyone's thoughts about uh, the Josh McDaniels firing and, you know, Las Vegas Raiders, like, where do they go from here? Um, you know, this week they're starting Aiden O'Connell. Um, Noah, what do you think about that? Um, <clears throat> it makes sense. It makes sense. You, you look at that offense and the talent that they have on that side of the ball. Devontae Adams signs this ridiculous contract. He wants to play with Derek Carr. Derek Carr, you know. Generally speaking, one of the top 12 to 15 quarterbacks on any given season. All of a sudden, he's gone, and you get Jimmy G. Jimmy G gets exposed. Devontae Adams is supposed to be here for like three more years. You're wasting time. You gotta you gotta do something. So I think at the very least, Jimmy G has has proven that he does not deserve the spot, and why not try it out with someone else? Um, and that's just Devontae Adams. We also have Josh Jacobs having a down year, and you know, less of that depends on quarterback play, but that does make a difference. Like team momentum plays a factor into how all the running back will do, and so on. So I think at least making the quarterback change, why not? Why not? Um, and I think we'll see we'll see a, a push to get the offensive pieces more involved for the Raiders because on paper their their team could could have been in this playoff discussion going into the beginning of the year you know for, even for that six or seven spot but oh, yeah. um, now the hitting a midseason reset kind of kind of puts a damper on that but who knows um, I think it was the right move though um, and Mike McDaniel has proven that he cannot be a head coach in my opinion. Yeah. Um, the, the sample size is, is, is large enough in my opinion to say that, uh, maybe he's not, he's not, he's not right for it. So that's and my thoughts. You already know, Brett, Brett and I, especially cause we watched, we listened to the same radio show. You already know McDaniels has like four years left at $40 million that the Raiders are paying him. You already know in three weeks, he'll be an intern for the Patriots and he'll be getting unpaid for free Felger and Mad style. That, that's what they think. Uh, yeah. and also i keep saying i kept saying uh mike mcdaniels this is josh mcdaniel i'm talking about i don't know why i kept saying mike just want to point that out those are two different coaches one of them is a good one <laughs> one is good yeah uh but yeah I, I i honestly believe that he's gonna bring it on back well who else is gonna hire him like noah said he I, everyone forgets that he was also uh, you know a coach of the broncos too and yep. that didn't yeah. work um they drafted tim tebow and they made that playoff run like that one playoff run and He's done nothing since. He's tried leaving like three times. And yeah, I think he'll be an offensive intern unpaid for the Patriots while the Raiders just pay him millions of dollars. Yeah. Um, the I, Belichick I coaching tree is yeah. has an absolute atrocious record, and yet they keep stealing our coordinators. I I don't understand it. But. Even the best the best coach from the Bill Belichick coaching tree, which it's not like, you know, like Brett Brett and I know more about like the Nick Saban coaching tree. Those guys go on to be like ridiculous college coaches and they like re reinvent programs. Mike Vrabel is probably the best coach from the Bill Belichick coaching tree. And that's sad. You know, it's crazy. I saw the stat actually the other day, though, where the Belichick coaching tree in the NFL is something like they're around like 400. 
maybe it was like three fifty. Ouch. But in college, they're like eight fifty. They they have insane winning records in college. So maybe maybe Belichick needs to move over to college ball. He would run. Oh god. Ball. Oh my god. <laughs> national championship after national championship. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with Noah. I think Devontae Adams is going to have an ass load more targets. Uh, and this is something I forgot to mention. I think it'll be a similar thing with with Will Levis. A lot of people think and speculated that DeAndre Hopkins went up to Will Levis and said, just get me the ball. I'm open. And I think that's going to be kind of a similar thing that they're going to tell O'Connell is like, throw it to Devontae Adams. He'll get it. Like, he'll, he'll get yeah. it. He'll it's, be fine. It's crazy how many... Ta- like how many talented wide receiving cores have no quarterback right now? There's a lot, right? Like we we've got AJ Brown with the Cardinals. We've got uh, the two previously mentioned Hopkins and Adams. Pretty much the entire Minnesota wide receiving core is just in like no man's land right now. Garrett you know? Wilson in the Jets. The Garrett Jets. Wilson in the Jets. Like. The the list goes on. It's really... and Jerry Judy in the Broncos, you know. Yeah, Jerry Judy could have Jerry Judy could have Joe Montana back there, and he ain't getting dick done. All right, I promise. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. But of you're right, Kevin. Losing the quarterbacks. Good point. I'm surprised some of those teams didn't decide to sell before. The two teams that decided to blow up and sell, I was not expecting it from them. I thought Vegas was going to be stubborn, and I thought that the Commanders, like, they were feeling hype when with fucking Sam Howell getting in there. They they beat or they didn't beat the Eagles, but they got fucking close, right? They who did they beat the week before in that fucking? Oh no, it wasn't the week before. They beat someone. I was equally as shocked when they sold their two best defensive players yeah. in, in Sweat and Chase. I thought that that was going to be I – th- I thought the same thing. I thought that they could have made the playoffs hardly. They would have been like a seven or a six. But yeah. I thought that they could have made a wild card easy. And I'm, I was shocked that they started selling. And I was for sure. I was for sure that Devontae Adams would be wearing a different jersey next week. But they just locked him. They tied him to the radiator down in the basement in Vegas. Yeah. I thought Adams was going to get traded. I thought Henry was going to get traded. Um, you said something about Chase with the Niners, but that why would they get rid of Chase? No, Chase Young. Chase Young. Oh, I. you said Chase, and I immediately thought Jamar, and I was like, what the fuck are you no. on? No, that was, no, he's probably going to be a Bengal <laughs> until he, – he's probably going to be a Bengal until Joe guys. Burrow is not a Bengal. Yeah. Yeah. Which it's funny we so... mentioned we mentioned the Jets too, and that was kind of one of my like things when I was thinking of like I was thinking of like the best players in, in the league, and then I started thinking about like who I thought was going to do better, and the the Jets whole team because I was like ready to throw Aaron Rodgers to bring them to the playoffs, and now it's just the Jets again, and we just have to deal with another year of the Jets. I thought it was going to finally be the Jets are good, here they come, playoffs baby, and now we just have to watch the Jets all year long again. Well, I mean, Jets are the Jets are what four and three right now, four and three, which isn't the which isn't nothing. They're chugging they along. Defense. They, their defense has been very good. Um, well, well, hold on now. You know my favorite formula, Brett. So, 
the Jets beat the Bills, and the Bills <laughs> beat the Dolphins. So that means the Jets are the best team in the AFC. Oh, we beat the Jets. And we beat all the Patriots <laughs> back. Banner number seven, baby. Hang it up. Banner number seven. Sorry, Brett. Sorry. Go Keep going. Uh, no, that was really like all I wanted to uh, to say about the Raiders. Um, I agree with um, I actually one of the um, bets that I placed this week was uh, Devonte Adams plus um, receptions. I think he'll definitely hit six plus receptions. Um, and I actually have um, Aiden O'Connell over it, uh, completions. Because I think they will uh, try and check it down a lot and get Myers involved and Adams involved and just try to, like, gain his confidence level um, in the short game. Um, and I think Jacobs will get a lot of work. And typically after a coach and general manager get fired, you tend to see, like, a big boom in that first week. Um because you know, I I don't know if any of you guys saw the there's a video in the from the Raiders locker room the other day where Devontae Adams was shooting like one on one. Uh, some guy was like hanging up a backboard, and Devontae Adams like had a b- basketball and he like swished it, and he's like he's like I already know what what uh what all y'all saying. Um, this is why y'all losing because you playing basketball in the locker room, but like it seems like he was having fun and like the morale seemed to be a lot better now that you know jimmy's not the starter anymore i feel like a lot of people kind of turned against jimmy and it created like a negative vibe in the locker room surely well, injuries uh, tore him apart right seems jimmy was well, he, good he's had some bad he's ones not- too yeah, he blew his knee like two or three times. He he ripped up like his his shoulder as a Patriot. He, he had tore a... his ACL as a Niner, and he just had like spine surgery yeah. last year. So like, I mean, those are big big injuries. But they asked Devonte Adams about like his new coach, and they said, "How do you feel about you?" And he literally says, "Like, oh, I'm already ready to run through a wall for him." And I'm like, "He ain't saying that about McDaniel's brother." For that team's sake. He better get that plus six. Like, he better get at least six receptions or that team's going to implode. He's going to have a meltdown. Who are they playing? Oh, they're going. Who they got? They have the Giants. Oh, baby. This this could be career game for Devontae Adams. Giants are a sneaky good defense. I wrote about this yesterday. I'm not even joking. They've played a couple good offenses tough this season. Held the Commanders to 7 a couple weeks ago. The Bills to 14. Dolphins to 31, which Dolphins are Dolphins. So, like, you know, the last couple weeks the team's been looking okay. I don't. I wouldn't be... I think the Raiders win that game, but I also wouldn't be surprised if it's not what we might expect it to be for, I mean, right off I mean, the bat. I think you're right. They held the Cowboys to 40, so... Well, what was that, like, week one? Like, I'm talking recently, you know, Bills are the Bills, That's a, and the Commanders, they're both pretty strong offenses. Yeah, you know, yeah, I was just bringing up games from ages ago. <laughs> yeah, you know, they they gave up 45 points to the Broncos in 1966. 
What do you got to say about that, Noah? <laughs> um, speaking of, so again, I thought he was going to be moved. It was, I thought it was a pretty uneventful trade deadline. Yep. I thought a lot. I thought a lot of names were going to get pushed. I think if Kirk Cousins was healthy, he might have been one of those guys who get pushed with their record than what it was. Um, but the real, I mean, I feel like the only big, big, big move was the the two trades that uh, the I almost called them the Redskins. Two two trades that the uh, Commanders made. Dobbs to Vikings. I feel yeah. like that's not that's not yeah. So that, I think that is sneaky. I think that is sneaky. Okay. Because I, I think he'll do better than Jaron, Jaron, what, whoever the fuck. I mean, Jaron Hall. Um, I thought yeah, Dobbs was doing okay in in Arizona. I was I was looking him up in the group chat, right? The the other guy that they have in Minnesota, he's been in the league for like ten years and has like oh three games. Sean, Sean Mannion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the only fun fact about Sean Mannion, there was there was one year i did like a madden franchise and the only reason i know who sean Mannion is is i the rams are like the hottest team around and jared goff is their quarterback so i was like i'm gonna be the rams and play franchise mode and i simulated and i didn't realize jared goff got hurt so one day i go out there and he trots out sean Mannion as my starting quarterback and i was like whoa 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 i fucking threw the roof off the building he went for like 500 yards so sean Mannion's a dog in my book all right well, I want to pull something out real quick because um, our, our friend Brett over here who did start sits for quarterback did, in fact, recommend a bonus start this week. Jaron Hall. So I'll read this verbatim. I'll read it verbatim uh, to give Brett's perspective. Okay. I really don't have much to base this off of other than the fact that I watched Jaron at BYU. And although he had big shoes to fill, replacing Zach Wilson, Hall, and breakout rookie Puka Nakua formed quite the dynamic duo. The Vikings have weapons, and this is Hall's one chance to prove himself before Dobbs get the, gets the call in Week 10. The Atlanta Falcons' defense is mid, so if you're feeling real spicy or your quarterbacks are on by, you don't know who to pick up, plug in Hall and see what happens. And I stand Here's up. the question, he though. The he yeah. will be for this week. My, the, my question is, if Jared Hall lights it up, Dobbs on the bench. Dobbs gets a start anyways, right? But like, I, I don't think so. What? How interesting would that be? I'm for it. Why not? If yeah, if Jared Hall lights it up, why not let him out there? I don't think they will. I think they traded for Dobbs for a reason. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he could imagine if Justin Jefferson was back. Imagine if Justin Jefferson never got hurt. Honestly. No. And it was Jaron Hall throwing to Justin Jefferson and Addison. I feel like that would be just. I feel like he'd be pretty good. Uh, but I'm not going to speak too much. I don't know anything about the kid. See, that's that's a sneaky part about that um, Minnesota team is they have like their receiving core is way deeper than any of us realize. I mean, never mind them. They they traded for um, Hawkinson last year, which is dog pretty good, pretty good dog right there. But Dog. I didn't even realize it when we were drafting fantasy uh, that I got Addison and Osborne. And I was like, who, like, oh, I thought I was picking up the scraps from Specht over there who had the entire Vikings offense. And then Jefferson goes down, and all of a sudden, Addison is like skyrocketing in his points. And Osborne last week, I'm pretty sure that was, that was like his first week that they were actually using him in a starting lineup. And he put up numbers. He got. Uh, 99 yards on 
10 targets. That's pretty damn good. He caught eight of them. So that's more than 10 yards per catch. I mean, when if you have a guy like that stepping up, if you can just get a QB, I think they'll be able to pull out some wins. I don't know if it'll be enough, but I kind of hope so. See, the reason Kirk Cousins is leading the league in passing yards is because they haven't been able to run the ball all season. Alexander Madison has been a giant disappointment. Um, Don't his, say it. His yards like my per, heart can't take it. His yards per carry, like backing up Dalvin Cook, was over five, and his yards per carry as a starter is below four. So huge drop off there. Um, and if that continues and they're not able to run the ball and all the pressure is being put on the passing game, it doesn't matter if it's Dobbs or Jaron Hall. Like that, That's just too much of a workload for them. Have to establish a run game, and their defense needs to improve too because most of the games that the Vikings have had to gut out are games that they've had to score like 25 or more points. Yeah, Madison, from a firsthand perspective, has been terrible. I mean, just terrible. I love Kirk. I I thought Kirk was going to do this good no matter what. But Madison is definitely on the list of most disappointing players this year. I mean, he is just mediocre as mediocre comes. Another running back in the NFC that I thought was going to do way better this year, who just isn't, was um, when when he went to, when he went from Philly to Carolina. I thought Sanders was going to be way fucking better. He is, I mean, he's like not even part of the offense anymore in Carolina. Miles Sanders. Yeah. I mean, what did he get last week? Two carries. I mean, he is just getting. I. I, for the record, up, I, 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 stay, I said to start him. I said to start him. I did. It was the last start, but I said to start him. I, I thought he was going to be so good. He was one of the lead touchdown backs in Philly, and then he goes to Carolina to to lose to a man named Chub, Chuba. I mean, I really thought that he was going to do way better. He's one. He's on the short list of disappointing players. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm bringing it back to the beginning of the podcast here. We're talking about Derrick Henry again, okay? And I know I'm biased because he's on my team and I'm disappointed with the the points he's given me, but if you look at the Titans' scores, there's only a single game that they lost by more than one score. So they can be running the ball. They have the ability. It's not like they're the Vikings where they have to be throwing every single game just playing catch-up. But you look at his carry attempts, he's sitting at... 137 across eight games right now in pretty much every other season he had like double that at this point he only played eight games throughout the entirety of 2021 and he was able to get 219 carries last year for 16 349 378 for 16 303 for 15 215 for 16 and that's like going back now so I just don't know why they're what like why aren't they using him? I I was looking over the game. He's getting older. I think Brett was right what he said earlier is that if they if they want to sneak into the playoffs they have they need him. They they absolutely need him. But that's all. Yeah, we we were talking how competitive this AFC is this year. 
and they're sitting at three and five, bottom of the division. And it's not like it's the usual AFC South where you could maybe sneak in with an, a 500 record. The Jags are doing pretty damn good. So they got to start picking up the pace if they want to actually make it. I don't know why they're not using Henry. I, I, I also think that he's going to start doing way better because, like I said earlier, I think the actual threat of someone throwing the ball farther than 15 yards is going to open it up a little bit. You know, get some guys out of the box, get some guys backed up because, like I said, Tannehill, Tannehill hardly threw the ball farther than 10, 15, 20 yards. And I think that I think Will Levis starts next week. I don't care if Tannehill's back. I think Will Levis starts no matter what. And I do think that threat of the deep ball will help Henry a lot. All right. Who are you disappointed in, Noah? Where do I fucking start? Let me run down my whole fantasy lineup, <laughs> right? Um, I mean, the, first, the the two people that come to mind, well, one, T. Higgins from the Cincinnati Bengals. The hope, despite his injury that he had recently, the hope is that he will hopefully bring it back together. He did last week with, with the Bengals, hopefully having a resurgence as a team. And then Josh Jacobs as well. I have complained about him to no end, obviously. Last year's rushing champion is I don't know where he is right now in the rankings, but he is certainly not getting that this year. He is 18th in rushing yards this season. Uh, so I got I got to throw those two out there. I saw a stat, and I don't know why I shared it, because usually I just run, run right to the chat with these things. It's it's like literally 100% of the time, whoever the rushing champion is with the most yards, the next year, they're always bottom half of the league. Like a hundred percent of the time, almost. Well, so it was Jacobs. Who was it the year before? Like, it, was it, it JT it's some, that it's year? Something crazy. It's like not. Yeah, and JT, you know, it didn't play. Hardly played last year. He went for. Well, no, wasn't it two years ago? He was the Russian champion because last. Yeah, year, who was that in the middle? We have. Uh, Josh. It's Jacobs not a hundred. It's not a hundred, obviously, but it was like a crazy yeah. stat of like running Russian champions who just die the next year. Jonathan Taylor, the one anomaly, Derrick Henry twice in a row. Yeah. Um, Zeke, Hunt. Zeke, Zeke's Zeke. career like ended after that. Ze well, well, yeah, after that, but it did go. We're going backwards now. Remember, so it went Zeke Hunt Zeke, but I'm pretty sure Zeke did have like a down year, in between where everyone was like, "Oh, he's done," and then immediately next year he was back. Um, then Adrian Peterson, Demarco Murray, Lashawn McCoy, Adrian Peterson again. So there's a couple repeats in here, but there's always like a down year in between. God, remember DeMarco Murray that year? My dad had him in fantasy. DeMarco Murray was insane. And he did have a down year. I think he went to the Eagles that next season. It was not yeah, nearly he, as good. It was terrible. Yeah. So now you know. Now, now you know. Who's the rush? Who's rushing right now? Who leads the league in rushing? Take a guess. Yeah. There's only one correct name here. CMC, CMC probably? CMC, baby. Yeah, he's an... Well, he's an... Well, it's hard to say with him because... He seemed. I'm gonna actually fuck you, fuck Austin. I'm not gonna knock on wood. It seems like he kind of figured out the injury thing, um, but who knows? He could be. He could blow his leg off any week. He, I mean, that's what he used to do in Ca Carolina. Yeah. Which this is why I was actually bringing it back too, because I was checking the rushing leaders. Second place is Derrick Henry. Yeah, he's, he's third place. Use him. Like if you give him more attempts, you're gonna get fucking yards. It's not like he's bad. You're giving him less attempts and he's second place in rushing? Like, come on. But 
I I think it's worth mentioning. You know, if you start Derrick Henry really started popping off in 2020. He had 2,000 yards in 2020. Next year, he couldn't even get through half the season. You know, and then last year he had 1,500. Now he's slowing down a little bit. So I think there's, you know, a credence that if you run him into the ground, then either next year he's going to be hard, he hurt himself or he's just going to, because he's, he's missed the playoffs. You know, he's missed the tail end of the season a lot. And I, I think that's, I think Brett's logic is spot on. I think that they just, they want to keep his knees alive. I mean, look at Todd Gurley. They ran Todd Gurley into the ground year after year after year. Now Todd Gurley's flipping burgers or whatever the hell he's doing. Who knows? <laughs> he's probably an analyst somewhere doing college football or something, but you know, fuck, where's Todd Gurley? I'm looking uh, too. Yeah, Todd Gurley. I'm my guess is an analyst, but he wasn't much of a talker. Uh, Wikipedia has no additional information. What do I even search? Where is <laughs> Todd Gurley now? This is not what I meant. I did not mean what happened with Todd Gurley. Not what I need. He is a part owner of the fan controlled football league's beast. Oh, that stupid Johnny Manziel was in that league for a little bit. Uh, yeah, that league where it's like arena football, you know, and it's stupid and dumb and like the my seven on seven watch football. All right, though. Well, I will say we're well past the two hour marker now. Hit us <laughs> for some quick bets. Quick bets, baby. We'll wrap this up. All right, rattle them off. There needs to be like, like some exciting bet music, like right now. Someone do it for me while I'm, while I'm talking. Um, so I got uh, easy one. Anytime TD Tyree kill Sunday morning, Germany, big game. Bang. Anytime TD AJ Brown, another easy one. Bang. Only reason I did AJ Brown is because it's plus 110, which I feel like is disrespectful. Uh, Chiefs and Dolphins. I got Chiefs. And Dolphins over 50 and a half. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be an absolute shootout. 50 and a half seems kind of low. I feel like it's going to be like a 34 to 33 kind of, you know, kind of game. I have the Chiefs money line, as I've been saying all night. Uh, I don't think that uh, Sunday is a layup. I think the Patriots money line uh, Rams plus three and Dallas Cowboys plus three. All lines that are really close. Uh, I got. Dallas is going uh Dallas is in Philadelphia. I think that's going to be a good game as we know, big Cowboys guy here. Um so yeah, that, those are my quick bets, baby. Good. Um so I already shared my Raiders bet earlier. Um so I also did over 50 for the Chiefs game. Yes. Um, that's way too low. I expect to shoot um as well in Germany. Um for the Seahawks Ravens game, I have Lamar Jackson under rushing yards. Um, where am I here? Um, I also have a couple couple bold predictions here as well. Um, I have the Chicago Bears. Um, I have them to cover um this week um i think that could be like a sneaky a sneaky game um against the saints um the saints 
haven't looked great over the last few weeks. Um, I also have uh, in this Houston Texans Tampa Bay Buccaneers game, I have CJ Stroud over uh, passing yards, and I have uh, over 40 for the, uh, for the total. You heard it here first. Go lock in your parlays, boys. Easy. All right. Now, the most exciting part of the week. I'm going to rattle off these games, and you fellas tell me who's going to win. Knee jerk, no explanation needed. Uh, we'll start with the probably the game of the week. Dolphins Chiefs in Germany. Noah, go. Uh, Chiefs. Brett, go. Chiefs. Kevin, Chiefs. go. Chiefs are Chiefs. writing the script. Easy. Uh, Commanders, Patriots. I got Patriots. Patriots. Commanders. And then, you no, know, I'm assuming you're going to say Commanders because you alluded to that earlier. I said Commanders, yeah. Did you? I'm sorry. Uh, Rams, Packers. I got Rams plus two. Rams. 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 Buccaneers, Houston. I got the Buccaneers. Houston. Give me Houston. I'll take Houston out of the bye. I think. Arizona Cardinals and Cleveland Browns. Give me the Cleveland Browns. Browns, yeah. Browns. Mm, Browns. I didn't think about that one. Bears, Saints. Give me the Saints. Yeah. We're rolling with Brett. Saints. Uh, next one, another really good game. Seahawks, Ravens. Give me the, give me, the, give me the Seahawks. Seahawks, baby. We're rolling with them. I'm gonna take the Seahawks. I gotta stay consistent and pick Baltimore. There we go. Uh, Minnesota Vikings versus Atlanta Falcons. I uh, again think Taylor Heineke. Dog. Give me the Atlanta Falcons. I just want the Vikings to win. I have no rhyme or reason. I just want them to win. Go Vikings. That's my pick. Uh, I get the Falcons. Yeah. Who we got next? Give me the Colts Panthers. Uh, who gives a shit? Uh, Colts, I guess. Yeah, Colts. Colts. Uh, I got Panthers. All right. Uh, another snooze fest. Giants Raiders. Give me the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah. Raiders and it's going to be a replay of last week's Giants game. It's going to be like 13-10. I have no faith that you guys are saying Devontae Adams is going to go off. I don't see it. I think their QB sucks. Brett waggling his finger at the camera. <laughs> yeah, what was that all about? I, I, I got Raiders, actually. Okay. Respect. Uh, another banger of a game. Cowboys-Eagles. Give me the Cowboys. Eagles. Yeah, Eagles take this one at home. Yeah. Cowboys got the revenge game. I got the Eagles as well. Another amazing game. Four amazing games on. Here we go. Bills and Bengals. Give me the Bengals. I'm so excited for this one. Give me one. Bengals. Yeah, Bengals at home. Uh, I'll take the Bills who have been sliding. Uh, I think they'll bounce back this week. Respectable. And then we get to end it with a real burner of a game. Monday night, Chargers and Jets. Give me the Chargers. 
Agree. Yeah. Chargers. Mm, Easy. Yeah, I guess. Light, light work. And then after that, that is it. I think uh, I think the 49ers, the Jags, and the, the, the Lions, I think they come off the bye. I think they're going to be just fine. Lions win well, the bye week. Just saying. <laughs> Lions win the bye. The, 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 the 1v1v1 game that they're going to have. They rest just yeah. a little more. Honestly, if anyone's winning the bye week, actually, it's the Niners being able to rest up. And because speculation is Debo comes back after the bye. <laughs> I'm just saying. Promptly to leave again. Yeah, promptly to leave again. We couldn't possibly end the podcast without one more shout out to Debo Samuel. I, I think Kevin needs to f- do a team fine. I think he needs to find Debo Samuel uh, for athletic negligence. He's not keeping it healthy, Kevin. You got to get that figured out. They had him with a rib injury. And then as soon as he's like, hey, I'm feeling good, guys, he goes out and hairline fractures his shoulder. So Also, I, I just want to mention, right, this is this is the kind of company we keep in this league. Look at all the hats on the wall. Look at our championship belt on the floor. I, yes, I know. <laughs> just, just sitting there on the floor. Get some hey, hooks. Yo, get some hooks. Dude, it's fucking heavy. If you want it off the floor, you'll have to take it from me. Yeah, oh. I think I might die without a championship, okay? <laughs> it's going to be – we're going to be 55, and it's going to be friggin', you know, God knows what the NFL is going to look like in, you know, by then. <laughs> And I'm going to be beltless guaranteed, man. <laughs> I'm going to still be talking about that year that I had Josh Allen and I was trumped first round of the playoffs two years ago. I'm going to be talking about that till I die. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we've kept you here long enough. Thank you for uh, thank you for watching. Thank you. If you end up watching, thank you for commenting. Uh, for Noah, Brett, Kevin, and your boy, we will see you hopefully next week. And hopefully Thursday Night Football is better than we expect because we something to talk about with that garbage game ladies and gentlemen for qwi